Let us pray. On the silent and holy night, we give you thanks that you came to us in the form of a little baby, the Word made flesh. And now we pray that you will help us to see through the Word written, the one who comes to us in Bethlehem, Jesus the Christ, in whose name we pray, amen. John, the Gospel writer, in his version of the Christmas story, tells us that the true light that enlightens everyone was coming into the world. The true light that enlightens everyone entered our world. And I suppose that it would be safe to say that we live in the most enlightened generation in all of history. It is hard to escape our manufactured light. You have to go a long way from Caldwell to find complete darkness in our world. We are truly enlightened. But we're not only enlightened because we live in a post-Thomas Edison era, but we are also probably the most photographed time in history. There are probably at least 200 cameras in this room even this evening. And most of us can take pictures in a moment's notice. We are a photo generation. Photo meaning light, meaning capturing light. And we take a picture of a friend and you capture the light that is reflected off of your friend's face. Now the thing about light is that light does not lie. You take a picture, you get what you get. Thank God we have an iPhone today and you can take 100 pictures with your iPhone until you get the one that you really like. And thank God even more that we have filters on our iPhones who rearrange the images to the way that we like them. But life doesn't have filters. In life, you get what the light gives you. The light shines in the darkness and reveals whatever it reveals. Sometimes it's a smile. Sometimes it's a tear. Sometimes it's a happy scene. Sometimes a painful scene. Sometimes disappointment and sometimes hope. The true light enlightens everyone, even Christmas. You know, I've been to my fair share of Christmas pageants through the years, those annual depictions of the Christmas story that we organize our children and direct our children to perform whether they want to or not. And as a child, I served as the narrator, big surprise there, never a wise man and certainly not an angel, but that was my youth. Then there was a time that I was just the adoring parent watching the only two people on stage that were worth watching, my two daughters. And then there was a time for me being simply a pastor. And from behind the scenes, I get to watch the whole thing unfold from its planning to performance, the cast, the audience, the technical staff, parents all coming together to be part of the Christmas story. And if you were here last Sunday, you saw a beautiful, beautiful Christmas pageant. And I think on this side of it, what is best is watching parents watch their children. There was a time not too long ago when the audience was dotted with those big box video recorders. Today you just see the back of iPhones everywhere. Parents watching their children perform. Did you catch a story this past week of Ella Legg? The five-year-old girl in the UK dressed as a precious cherub. And she had a boo-boo on her middle finger and she wanted to let her mother know about the boo-boo. And so there she was in the Christmas pageant, looking directly off the stage at her mom, lifting only one middle finger in the air. She did this for 70% of the pageant, her mother said. And it went viral. 
You know, it's so good that it went viral. And the reason that I love that story is that it showed something real. As much as mom wanted her cherub to be the perfect cherub, to act a certain way, the light caught something else. It caught a little girl with a little boo-boo who just wanted her mom to know. That's what light does. It enlightens. The true light came to Bethlehem that night long ago, and it didn't catch everyone at their very best. As much as we want to filter the nativity story, there wasn't a whole lot of hallmark to it. Mary and Joseph, pregnant, out of wedlock, forced from their home by government decree to make their way as refugees from Nazareth to Bethlehem and eventually to Egypt. In Bethlehem, there was no room available in Joseph's family's hometown. Not even an extended relative had a room to take this expecting family in. The only room available was a stable, a manger of dirty straw and some dirty blankets. And it's on this scene that light shines. A vulnerable little baby entering an unsterile birthing field with cows and sheep in attendance. And if the shepherds had brought their cameras, that's what they would have caught. Life exactly as it is. The birth of Jesus as it is written in scripture, unfiltered. We like to filter it, but we can't. It's real. It's a true light, and it enlightens everyone, including you and me. For you and me, what is real in 2019 is that some of it was good and some of it was bad. For some more good, for some more bad, and despite whatever Christmas letters that you've received this past week that say that everything is going so great in everyone's family, what's real is that life isn't perfect. And every person, every family has their own challenges. And the true light enlightens those as well. But the light that shines is not just a revealing light, for the light that comes is the light of our Savior Jesus, the Christ. And for whatever dark place that the light enlightens, it is enlightened with the merciful and gracious light of our Savior Jesus. From his fullness, John says, we have received grace upon grace. And grace is here to tell us that it's okay if not everything is perfect. Because what that means is that you need grace just like the rest of us. Sometimes you can't be the perfect cherub. Sometimes you just want your mom to kiss your boo-boo. Do you ever think that of all the ways that God could have entered the world, that the way that God chose was to come as a little baby, born in a manger, who would ultimately just lie in his mother's arms. That the light that shines tonight, revealing first of all how much grace that we need, how much love that we need also, but also how much comfort we need. Enlightening not how much we have our act together, but enlightening whatever act that we have. Smiles and tears, joys and pain, whatever the camera catches. Despite how much or how little we might want to might, might want, like the picture, um, want to filter it. Jesus is here to say, it's okay. It's okay, you just need a little grace. 
And on that holy night, grace came down from heaven. Do you remember the story of the young boy leaving preschool just before Christmas? And he comes running out with this little gift that he was making for his mom for the past couple of weeks. And he's trying to put his coat on and run and give his mom and dad a hug and this little gift. And he trips and he falls and from his arms flies a surprise which lands on the concrete and of course breaks into a million pieces. In a second he lets go an inconsolable cry. And the father runs over and says, it's all right, son, it's all right, son, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. And mom, much wiser, grabs the boy in her arms and says, oh, but it does matter. And she weeps with her son. You know, life isn't perfect. Babies get born in mangers, cherubs have boo-boos, and wish to sit in their mother's arms. And our best gifts fall and break. We all need comfort. We all need to know that in the divine scheme of things, it really does matter. And in the midst of an imperfect picture, we find ever so faintly, yet ever so assuredly, a child, Jesus, born to love the world. God making sure that you and I understand that it really does matter. So much so that Jesus was born to us, to bring us grace and mercy. Merry Christmas. Amen.